gotta be fucking kidding. Freddy Krueger here, aka Robert England, and you're deep in the horror of Texas. Yeehaw! Welcome to Deep in the Horror of Texas, where you got the ears and we got the voice. My name is Ralph, and I am joined by Aaron, Jeff, Nathan, and we are here to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1 and Part 2. There we go. Do we have to? We have to. <laughs> yes. So prepare your fucking bodies, because here we go. Oh, man. Where to be begin? Sure, be sure where, to take some sleeping pills. Where to begin? Ah. Uh. A little time called yesteryear. <laughs> A.K.A. 1984. Oh, my gosh. November 9th, I believe, was oh. the release date for this movie. And what's the budget on this kind of film that Wes Craven just kind of shoveled uh, out of the muck? Yeah, just shoveled out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> he got a budget of $1,800,000. Jeez Louise. Now, if I could find, find a, a fundraiser for that much of money, I don't know what the fuck I'd be able to do with myself. Because he's... There sure as fuck wasn't a GoFundMe anywhere. <laughs> no shit. Well, you talk about things like, uh, you know, John Carpenter doing Halloween, uh, Sean Cunningham doing Friday the 13th. But this is Wes Craven coming up with his own little folklore tale of uh, a devious little villain that we would all come to know very well as Freddy Krueger. Uh, what was the first time you guys kind of ventured into the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street land? 1988 or 9? Gotcha. Roughly. VHS time? Oh, fuck yeah, definitely VHS. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, oh shit, I caught these all out of order. I think I caught part two first. Oh, I'm sorry. I, well, at least they got better. The first one <laughs> at least was, they got better. The first one was one of the last ones to, that I watched. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was like, you know, I came off the Friday 13th series and it was like part two, part three, part four. Like I got to see all those and then I went back and watched the original and I was like, oh, well. You know, original suck. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you rent tapes or was it Monster Vision? Uh, no, I uh, my mom owned a little video store, so okay. I fucking got to watch all these. Nice. Yeah. Ralphus? Um, I don't. I, I actually was really late into the game with this one. I actually didn't get to see this until I was already in high school. So I was like ninth, ninth grade, tenth grade. I can't remember when, but it took a long time for me to get to this one, and it. It just like the release time for it, I didn't see it till after Jason, after I'd already been exposed to Jason. Hell, Jason was already out before these movies ever came out as well, the Friday 13th series. Gotcha. But uh, I saw I, I saw the first and second one, like back to back. Uh, there was a girl I was dating at the time. She loved Nightmare on Elm Street. She's like, oh, you, you like Jason? You'll love Freddy. Because you might like the strong, silent, hockey wearing yeah. mask guy, but you'll, got, you'll like this guy because he has a fucking <laughs> mouth on him. I was like, awesome. And this guy only got like seven minutes of screen time on the first movie. At least, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, was he in the fucking movie? Yeah, I, I don't remember this guy. <laughs> but I, yeah, it's when that was whenever I got to actually watch Freddy. I knew of him. I like I heard all the, oh, Fri or Nightmare on Elm Street's fucking awesome. Yada, yada. It's this guy with like claws or like the this metal glove with knives. And I was like, oh, that 
signs like Wolverine. <laughs> but they're like, no, he has four. I was like, oh, that's one more than Wolverine. <laughs> I can't imagine experiences at a high school level. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. No, I like, I was, like I said, I was what really late to that like one. Ninth, tenth? Yeah, like ninth or tenth oh, grade. Shit. Wow. So 2001, 2002. That's great. Yeah. Like I, like, like I said before, it's, uh, when it came to horror movies, I was really late to the game. Oh, dude, that's so. like, I was like, having an experienced man pop your cherry. That's yeah. kind of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Just in time for prom. <laughs> Here we go, baby. And you got that reach around. Oh, yeah, I did. With that metal glove. Whoa. Ooh, at least he scratched. <laughs> oh, he scratched the itch. Oh, yeah, you got to scratch that prostate. Hey, you got to get that itch. Hell, yeah. What about you, Aaron? Uh, I came to the series. Uh, I actually watched part three first uh, when I was seven. And uh, Ooh, yeah, I was young. Yeah, I was young when I saw it, and that scared the hell out of me. But then I watched the first one. I think maybe when I was eleven years old. And uh, yeah, there, with the exception of part two and the remake, I enjoy them all. Good, very nice, very very. Isn't one weird? They kind of play him as like a hillbilly. Like in the end, he's like, "You thought you was gonna get away." <laughs> like he was supposed to be like elderly or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, like, I, yeah. That's strange. When do you see it, Jeff? Um, same thing. I was like VHS time. Uh, went to the video store and. I think it was something my parents picked up because I remember kind of watching it unbeknownst to me. But then still, I was like the <laughs> eight year old still wearing like this. Uh, I had like a Freddy Krueger T-shirt at a, like a young in age, you know, like it was kind of weird because like you, I really took to Krueger because Krueger was one of the first persons to like really talk. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, merchandising did kind of get like the Star Wars kind of gambit behind it. But yeah, when I watched it the first time, it was a uh, VHS time and. I watched it obviously way too fucking young than you're supposed to be watching uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. But yeah, it it, it it was neat to come into a new uh, level of slashers. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into that because Freddy, amongst all the other slashers, is probably the only one that actually uh, speaks. Yeah. Out of Besides all Chucky, of them, he was... Chucky and Freddy yeah. are the only oh, two, yeah. really. True. I prefer Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So getting into uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street one, uh, Wes Craven comes out with his original idea. Uh, it's obviously, uh, you know, your gossip girl soap opera fucking group of teens that are just living on the street and they're kind of going through their day to day stuff. But Tina is being chased by this man in a boiler room and he has these claws and it makes a sound. And, you know, her friend Nancy doesn't know how to, you know, to re- quote Heather Langenkamp. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> When we talk about this, we kind of like, we have to really put ourselves back in the 1980s to really appreciate how groundbreaking this was for the time. But as you reflect upon it now, as it is 2017, it is so fucking painfully uh, dated. Yes. Yeah, it is. The dialogue, yeah. uh, the setups, the character developments. Yes, the clothing. <laughs> the midriff for, t- for Johnny Depp. Everything. I mean, golly. <laughs> it, it, that always gets me to at the beginning of the film. Introducing. Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But before um, he did the entire uh, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I know. This is just like random. Is this his first movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah his first, first movie. movie. But yeah, is this he, before or after uh, 21 Jump Street? Because I remember uh, this that. Before. I was, I was, yeah, this was long before. I heard that he got the part um, because he was in this band. Yeah. I didn't know if he was in a movie previous to mm-hmm. like having the band. No, he was. Well, I thought there was a thing where uh, Russ Craven's daughter said, thought he was cute. Yeah, because okay, he came down to him he's somebody dreamy. else. Yeah, he's dreamy, and they yeah. picked him over the other guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the whole the whole thing about how Wes Craven like came up with the idea for this movie was uh, he read in a newspaper about a kid, I guess overseas, who was having these bad nightmares, 
and wouldn't go to sleep. His parents kept giving him sleeping pills. He wouldn't wouldn't uh, fall asleep. And then they heard him thrashing in his bed one night. They ran into the room, and he just went, like, totally still and died right then and there. Yeah, sure. They found a coffee maker in his closet with an extension cord, and all the pills were stuffed in between his bed mattress. And so <laughs> that's where, like, the whole premise of this came up. And then Freddy Krueger. Uh, he had, like, seen some kind of older. bum. Yeah, that yeah. scared him. Yeah, that, the, that was fucking with, with the hat. Him. Yeah. yeah, he was, like, in the alleyway during a, like, thunderstorm, lightning storm. And uh, he noticed that the guy's face was, like, either real bad skin complexion or fucking, uh, you know, the guy needs some kombucha or something. <laughs> bad skin flora. It was a meth job <laughs> gone bad. But, yeah, he, uh, he, he ducked away from he the window real quick. In between Bukaki takes. The guy looked up at him. And so he ducked away, and then when he came back to the window, the guy was, like, right there smiling at him, and he fucking scared the shit out of him. So he, like, hid under the bed, and that was, like, the whole premise for what the Freddy Krueger looked like. And you throw all that into a boiling pot and add some chemical action, you got Nightmare on Elm Street. And some melted cheese. Well, it's funny, because Freddy was actually his bully, his childhood bully. Oh, wow. Yeah. He immortalized. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, he made that guy famous. Like, that's rude. (laughs) What made always, them infamous. What always makes me uh, weird out is that this is uh, an English teacher. You know, he was an English teacher that became a screenwriter later on to be this infamous godfather of horror kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always awesome to me when I think back about Wes Craven, because, I mean, obviously, you know, passed away and all that stuff. But, yeah, having this become like his, you know, after Hills Have Eyes and uh, the house, uh, last house on the left and stuff like that. This was really a big step, especially for New Line Cinema as we get yeah. uh, further along with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, and this, wasn't this the New Line? New Line was the only one that decided to pick this, pick this entire, or pick this movie up because nobody else was, or everybody else was kind of like, oh, that, no, this is another you, slasher. You got anything better, you know? Yeah. A lot of them were like, this is, just, this is just another slasher. It was shopped around for over three years. Wow. Shit. He contacted Sean Cunningham. And show him the script. Sean read it, and Sean said this would never be made because it's not scary. It's all a dream. Yeah. And Robert was like, oh. Well, well, they, Art West, rather, was like. Well, yeah. Like, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Sean Cunningham was the one that told him to create something whenever he came back with that. And Sean was like, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. You know, because they had worked together at one point in time, which was, uh, I think, Hills West was like his oh. assistant or something. I have no idea on that one. Which one? I don't know. I, uh, I thought it was uh, Last House on the Left, but I... Oh, it, it might have been. Idea. I don't know. But yeah, no, like, it, it's, it's amazing what persistence can do, because if you look at it now, like, fuck, how many movies does he have now? Yeah, so many. You know? Yeah. So many fucking movies. Yep. And all you had to do was, like, really, literally just shop it around for, like you said, three years, and he was able to find... Uh, find a company that wanted it. They made a movie. Mm-hmm. They took a chance on him. Granted, he had to raise his own budget and... One of the guys had to pay the cast with his credit card and shit like that. And now look at him. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bob Shea threw it all on the line. He, They had moderate success with some films. I mean, New Line was more of a distribution than it was a production company. Yeah. And Bob mortgaged his house, mortgaged the mm-hmm. company. I mean, put it all on the line for Nightmare on Elm Street and it fucking hit a home run. It paid off. Paid in dividends. So, and if you notice, Bob Shea is in every single movie. Yeah, pretty yeah. sure. You know, he always, yeah. No, he always has a little part. Oh, really? Like in part two, he's the gay bartender. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and he was so pissed off about that. I got a funny story about that one. Okay, I got you. Um, well, how, as far as people that reflect on part one, I know when I recently had to watch it for this podcast episode, 
I was just really thrown back by the throwaway kind of dialogue and the the the. I don't know, like the parents felt like throwaway characters. Like they weren't really a lot of the stuff. I mean, mainly the the romance between Nancy and Johnny Depp's character, her boyfriend. It felt very strong to what you get from Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich and Scream. Yeah. So you see, almost like uh, West kind of growing up. You know, like this is the mm-hmm. beginning of him kind of understanding that teen slasher agenda. But everything felt real clunky. Uh, rewatching it now and having to reflect on it, I didn't it enjoy it as much. It doesn't hold up. It does not hold up at all. I right? was shocked because you know I, I've gotten in several debates with Fred Heads and you know me being a Halloween fan and Friday fan. Um, Hello, Nightmare's not good. The original Nightmare. I mean, yeah, it's classic and how it got a ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes is anyone's guess. But when you go back and watch it, like. The nostalgia was far greater for me than well, like only the actual that, movie. The only thing that st- stayed true was the uh, sound design, which the score and the sound design does really well, uh, especially for that time, and the jump scares. And some of the effects were really unique because even the wife was like, is that CG? I'm like, no, that back then they didn't have it. So have they're the coming through they're the doing, wall. Yeah, they're coming through the wall. Yeah, it it looks it superimposed. Yeah, no, it was latex. Yeah, no, he did. It was shot superimposed. Yeah, it was shot superimposed. If you look the above Heather Langenkamp's, there's head, a there's line, just a big black line. Okay. Yeah, and that's them imprinting. Because I watched, that I watched image. one of the behind the scenes thing, and it shows him a, uh, it shows him a uh, like stretching through a latex wall that they're yeah. using. Yeah, um, there are some cool effects in this. I mean, for for a Low budget movie. It had over eighty effects. Well, I mean the the room kill where it spins. Where uh, oh like yeah, it's so fucking dope. Where I they can't. kill uh, Amanda Weiss's Tina. Yeah, they got that, that, that from uh, of uh, shit dancing on the ceiling from fucking Lionel Richie. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was from Fred Astaire. Um, <clears throat> a royal wedding party. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a nineteen fifties movie, and oh, they built it. a room that rotated, and he danced on the walls. I love that oh, scene when she just reaches out as far as she can to him, and she's like, and it just falls back into the blood. That's board. effective. Dude. I love yeah. it. That, yeah. that whole section. Well, effective. Just, just the way it was shot was fucking. Was well, brilliant. Tina in general was just excellently done because I mean I love that they do all these scenes uh, when she's in the school and you see her kind of like calling out to Nancy while she's falling asleep and yeah. then you see her that body bag scene where her legs lift up and she's like yeah, her she's body just, is yeah. away. It's like oh those are fucking eerie as shit. I fucking love that. And I love that because but it, it just the 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 teen dynamic was just a little. It, it was it was great for the time, but when you, it doesn't hold up, it doesn't it doesn't hold the not to today's standards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Anything if you compare it to today's standards, especially with these movies with how dated they are, yeah, it's definitely yeah. not going to. It's not going to hold the candle. The wrong girl. Well, yeah. Well, Tina like, should have been the main character. Well, that's what yeah, they were, that, yeah. that actress was. Gr- I remember was what they were she saying about it because they said that she was originally like the way that Wes shot it. It made it seem as though she was going to be the final girl, and all yeah. of a sudden, yeah, because you learn so much about her in the oh, beginning yeah. of the movie, and all of a sudden, nicked her off. Well, <laughs> as soon as Wes met Heather Langkamp, he was like, she embodied everything he wanted. It yeah. was the total girl next door. Package. Well, that's that's Wes's thing. I mean, look at Scream. But girl, can she act? <laughs> girl next door lives. Uh, the starlet at the time gets killed off in the first. Yeah, Nev Candle yeah. at least had Drew Barrymore get killed off in the, in the well, entrance. No, Nev Campbell had solid acting chops. Yeah. I think, but, but 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 her look was a girl next door. Yeah, totally. Her, her, and like the That's Tina a hot for, neighbor, Tina and Drew Barrymore, they're the hot blondes who look like <laughs> cheerleaders. Yeah, and they get X first. Yep. But man, Langham is like fucking. I mean, I I want to appreciate her 
little acting nuances, but when you put him next to like Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, she, no comparison. Yeah, she exactly. can't hold a candle and, to And it. that's what, that's what kind of hurts the franchise. And I don't see the, the romanticizing in part one. I see it as it evolves in part two, or I mean, I'm sorry, in part three when she comes back. But as far as part one, it was like, no, it was like this ballsy, uh, fucking daughter of like the sheriff you know mm-hmm. and you never really and at least to me i didn't get solidified punched in the face the relationship between the mother and the father the whole time i'm kind of like iffy the whole fucking you know situation yeah there's only like, one person that could act in this entire film well two sorry robert england who had eight minutes of screen time and then john saxon john, john saxon's saxon, yeah. a fucking wonderful actor he, he did he's, an amazing he, he's good he's he really good in this movie um uh, but and, i don't know if it's by looking at all the dog shit that he's, you know, the the pudding. Yeah. Because <laughs> even the like, mom kind of falls. Mm. I mean, she has her lines, but her fucking like pop out moments are just so fucking like. Where are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. I'm drinking alcohol. Are like, you okay? Are you okay? I'm drinking. Alcohol. I was like, she, she seems really fake. She seems really uh, shallow. Like yeah. just like she's there, just starting a paycheck. Locked, locked, locked. Everything's locked. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the yeah. key, mother. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh it's like rent a mom. It's like rent a mom with yeah, her. And it's terrible. I don't know. Like what all? What all else did that mom do? Uh, Ronnie Blakely. Yeah. Know, like what all did she do before that? Shit. McDonald's commercials. I couldn't Probably. tell you. <laughs> I mean, Where's she, the chicken nuggets? I'm glad I she, don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm just gonna go drink across the street. When you find my nuggets, just bring them to me. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. I don't know. It's a drunkard. <laughs> roll down my window. But uh, <laughs> but Charlie Sheen was uh, originally supposed to get the role of Glenn. Really? Yeah. Huh. He was asking for three thousand a week, and and they were just like, "We Fuck don't. You. Have we that. don't have that money. He needs his drug money." So I mean, that would it would have <laughs> been very a different. small appetite back then. It would have been very different with usually Charlie him Sheen. and Emilio would half and half it, but yeah, yeah, that's true. They split up. Oh, wouldn't that have been awesome? <laughs> that would have been <laughs> wicked. That would have been. That would have been the greatest movie ever. Teenage Trashman. I've seen it now. It would have been. Teenage Trashman having Nightmares of Freddy. Throw Molly <laughs> Ringwald in there with him. Would have been fucking and, have David, and then have David Keith in there. Oh, man. Somebody <laughs> threw a perfectly good white boy. Keith David. David Keith. No, Keith. Well, no, yeah, that's, that's Keith David, brother. David wait, Keith wait, is the other guy. But when you have two first names, it gets confusing. It does. Yep. It does. It can. Carradine David. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. How dare you? Well, well that's how he, that's how Caradine Robert. <laughs> Eric Robert. You know that's the guy from Revenge of the Nerds, yes, right? Yes. Okay. We were just talking about he that earlier. About that. Okay, good. <laughs> um I didn't know that for the longest fight. Louis Skolnick is related to that's the like, Kung Fu. That's guy. what I call him. Yeah. Like, hey Skolnick. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. Nerd. Oh man. But yeah, yeah uh David Warner um no way. This, this British actor was yeah. originally supposed to be Freddie, and they still have his original makeup. Um, is what they is that what they used for when he was on Caught on Fire in the basement? No, because the face mask looked completely different. No, that was just a stunt man. Just, yeah, yeah, it was. You know, they literally plopped a rubber we mask on. We need a stunt him. man. But uh, yeah, that <laughs> stunt man also weighed like eighty pounds heavier than Robert England. Oh yeah, that was oh awesome. that yeah, the sweater was, was like, bulging. Oh! He's Chewbacca. Fuck, Chewbacca. Listen to the noise. Listen to the noise when he's run down. I just watched it last night. That is the noise he makes. 
Oh, oh. Chewy, get to the plane. You fucking. They put suck. the vocal effect on like the ah. Guttural. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should just took like Ogre's burp from Revenge of the Nerds and just overlaid it with that. No, but uh, you know the thing with David Warner is the mask isn't all burned up like how we see on screen. It's more of an old old man, big chin. Yeah, uh, real defined chin, almost like well, they, almost they, like a Bruce Campbell. Yeah. yeah, but they they added a bunch of layers. If I'm not mistaken, they did one layer of like muscle, and then they did another layer of scar tissue, and then another yeah. layer of just like melted flesh. Yeah, uh, Robert England said he came up with ha- like part of the character when fucking the makeup artist was painting on him. He'd be like, "That's not get out of my eye." <laughs> 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 so, not the eye, bitch. So he gives he gives props to that, and he created the character from uh, James Cagney. Movies and uh, Nosferatu. Nice. So that's what you know. The Freddy Mystique is yeah. him standing in the shadows, yeah. watching. And then it became like Henny Youngman and Cl- Doris Leachman or whatever her name is. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Doris yeah, Leachman. Doris no Leachman. <laughs> I mean, as we get on to the series, I mean, to really reflect on Freddy in part one, it's like I don't know. He's such in the shadows in part yeah. one. It was oh, like he's so in the dark, fucking you know. Nightmare bullshit scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, but you had to make those shots effective, especially if you only have seven minutes of screen time, yeah. you know? Wow. Like, le- less than seven minutes of screen time. But where I felt they were most effective is when he does originally go after Tina. I mean, I know we have problems with the long arm situation down the yeah. alleyway, but when he pops out from the tree and they're fighting near the garbage cans and they get that one moment where they're underneath the blanket and then you're back into the room and you're underneath the blanket with her and then yeah. he goes invisible. I mean, these are awesome builds for oh. the character and they're really effective. But yeah, you kind of have to do suffer through the, uh, you know, don't look at the wires. Yeah. When he's in the alleyway, you know, with the extended <laughs> arms. That part doesn't even bother me. It's when she starts running away and like, the guy who's portrayed as Freddy in the background starts running there. He's like four foot fucking tall. He like he's running with his yeah, he's, he's running like Kermit the Frog. Dude, it, I hate that walk. Exactly. It looks like it's Kermit the Frog. Like, like what's well, it's funny because, because like he makes the comment, you know, I'm your god. And then he starts running like Kermit the Frog, wait arms waving in the air. It is. It, like literally arms waving. He looks like one of those blow up flapping inflatable flailing tube men. Talking about like the car ship dealer balloons. I love the idea that he does stop. And pause and do that line, but it's just so. Ugh. But like, it's followed by him running like Kermit. Yeah, it, 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 it's like oh it's like what God. if Alien this left in the crab walk? Dog. It'd be like what if Alien left in the crab walk? The crab walk. No, like, it would have killed the effect. Yeah, it's like having Zoidberg chase you. Dude, the best scene in this movie is the whole Tina segment at her house. Yeah, that entire section is just. Fucking awesome. Because the next kill is what? Her boyfriend in the fucking uh, cell? He was junked out on heroin during that scene. Yeah. Bullshit. He lost his house. He was living in his car. His life was just totally in the dumps. So whenever they said break or cut, he would sneak off into the bathroom and snort heroin. No shit. So when he's sitting there going, it was the fucking Freddy Krueger, you know, sitting in the jail cell (laughs) crying, that's actually him crying and like. Uh, Heather Langenkamp was quoted as saying, man, he's he's really into this part. <laughs> not, realizing, <laughs> not realizing he was all fucked up on age. Hey, that's how you do it sometimes, you know? So, yeah, Rod dies next, and then... Uh, I hate that scene because it's like, you know, the blanket going around the neck, and... They shot in reverse, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was... It was I find it funny that it pulls him up very slowly, and then, like, right as they come in the room, you hear... Click! Oh, my neck snap. Your neck doesn't break like oh, that. Oh, shit! <laughs> 
Hey, that, hey, just, that was a Hanes shirt. Those things are pretty strong. No, you, you have to drop to snap your neck. I thought it was just like the bed sheet that they give you. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get a bed sheet in jail, okay? How many times have you been in jail, Jeff? <laughs> TMI, okay? <laughs> um, join us for I didn't next either, episode. for the record. Join us for the next episode when we talk Neither about Jeff's bell time. I got broken flip-flops when I went into jail. <laughs> I just kicked them How many off times have walk. you been in jail? A lot. You got ration lice. He had a punch card. I had a yeah, old boomerang fulps. He gets extra. He gets extra toast at his next conviction. Boomerang fulps. I had a while to throw him out. What do you Fuck, want? he's coming back. <laughs> Pretty much. Fucking couldn't stay out of jail. Damn. They all knew you by name. And I Pretty never much. got a Freddy Krueger bed sheet. <laughs> never did. Oh, here comes Boomerang again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. But the, uh, How you doing, guys? But when Pop Tarts. Nancy walks into the fucking uh, police station, she's just like, Garcia? Give me the key. You're like, I've got to see the fucking guy. I have to go see him now. Garcia, you old son of a bitch. Why are you like, going Jesus to Christ, how much swing this bitch? Is this bitch like VP of the fucking police station? Or What's something? funny is she walks in and says that line, and the guy looks up like, who the fuck are Who's you? Like, <laughs> it's been a long night. I, I'm, working the, name, I'm yeah. working the late night shift to get away from you. Yeah. And he totally didn't look like a Garcia. No, <laughs> no he didn't. like, my last name's Norman. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm Thomas Voigt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Uh, it, it, his name was Garcia, the, the, the Caucasianist. But what's amazing is that the dad opens a cell, they bring out the dead fucking boyfriend, and just lays her right in the fucking lap of fucking Nancy while she's like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Not stand back, let me try to resuscitate. No, 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 he's only no, no. been hanging for 10 seconds. Let him, play, let him lay on your lap and let's, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> and he swallowed his tongue due to heroin. <laughs> <laughs> or just, just rub his head, just rub his head, he'll come back. Ugh. Can you put a little makeup on him, make him look white? <laughs> So who's who? He was wide enough. Yeah, shit. <laughs> who dies next, Glenn? Uh, yeah, I think I, there's only like four deaths in this fucking movie. Is it? There's who not very many. Yeah, it, yeah, it was Glenn. There's four deaths yeah. in this. So movie. we gotta wait. All right, here's the problem that the, the the thing that fucks with me. All right, um, when the tongue comes out of the phone, she's already like bragging that she's on day seven and like the record's like eleven of yeah. days standing up straight. Yeah, is it because she's in that kind of delirium that she actually has an experience of the phone? They didn't know the rules. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I get, I get you, because she wasn't yeah. like fucking, but uh, laying down asleep, but she was being influenced by. Well, like Glenn told her, like they were talking. Is this one where they talk about micro naps, where your brain yeah. literally will shut down for a yeah. few seconds? Oh, they talk about that. They talk about the talk immediately about go to a nap because I mean she's already acquired the hat and stuff mm-hmm. by here, uh, wrong here. Yeah, and, they, by here. and then mom tells her about you know like oh we. We, uh, the reason I heavily him. drink is because we, you know, we we killed this guy because he got released on a technicality. Yeah, which I thought was just fucking. No, wow! Why don't we have, all do that? Because they didn't have a warrant for his arrest. No, they did. They they, they, they like something wasn't signed. Something didn't stick. For the uh, something wasn't signed. Some, something didn't stick. So he ended up he ended up getting released. Yeah, just walking out. Some yeah. some way or another, he ended up getting released, and everybody in the town was fucking livid. So let's go burn the guy. Yeah, lynch mob. Well, he was originally supposed to be a child molester. Yeah, that was what the script was, and then uh, due to a case, a high-profile case in California at the time of child molestation, uh, they went back on it. They just made him a child murderer because that's so much better. Yeah, like oh, it's scarier. Well, at the time, kid kids killing wasn't that. That wasn't like off limits. I don't know when kids killing is not off limits. What? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Just shoot him up. It's <laughs> like, when is it? Okay. Jesus. Um, but this is the fucking thing that always gets me. If they would just describe that they murdered the guy like in his sleep. 
Like, that would be something. It Instead would make sense. Get, yeah, but what we get in Freddy's Dead is the real explanation. Give me the power. I'm, I'm talking to these three tadpole demons. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> all those all those sperm demons out there. And they waiting. would have said that three. Power. <laughs> 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 and they would have just wrote that. We're like, you know, we, uh. We went, he, he was staying at the boiler room at the fucking workplace, blah, blah, blah. And we found him asleep and we covered him in gasoline and burned him alive. That would make so much more sense why the guy is a fucking demon in the fucking dream world than like. He's always in the boiler room. Yeah. Than an employee <laughs> of three sperm. God, Jesus. Because <laughs> when you get the explanation so much further down the line, it's just like, bleh. Like what? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's too complicated for an origin story at the time. Oh, yeah. but yeah, still- They wanted simple. Yeah. We burned him. He's back. Yeah, but we still swallow the shit of like Jason's just unstoppable. I mean, I mean, like we Sir, also have you fought a mongoloid? <laughs> <laughs> That's an angry ass hockey player. That mongoloid come go back and come get me in But no, it, it would make Seven sense. Foot tall mongoloid. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense if he was a janitor. I love James. What? Sleep, <laughs> like a janitor sleeping at high school in the boiler room. And he was he was sharpening knives for the school for like the cafeteria or something like that. I knives. love sharp knives. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so cut the line. Just cut the line. Sorry. No, we can't. Aaron, cut you it were here. saying uh, the red sweater came from an article Craven was reading uh, that red and green are really like hard on the the brain to. The process, the yeah, process. the process, because you're like, oh fuck, that's it's, why Christmas. It's, I it's hate. like opposite colors. Yeah, that, uh, especially when I see red and green in the dark, I really think red and green. Oh no! <laughs> 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 you have that phobia too. <laughs> see red and green. Oh my god! I need a drink. We all do. So the look of Freddy was brought up by David Miller. He was playing with a pizza. You got anything for that? <laughs> was it a good pizza? It was pepperoni. pepperoni. Probably pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh, I hope it wasn't from Little Caesars. Oh. Home of the Bigfoot. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's all right. Probably pizza. They had some saucy, saucy stuff. Pizza, pizza. Pull it scabs and stuff. Oh, that's disgusting. Quit little, it, quit it. Make a little Freddy mural. Oh, I'm going to challenge you in a Quidditch match. Quidditch? Quidditch? <laughs> He's on his fourth Smirnoff. I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm obliterated. This is when Jeff gets fun. <laughs> or sleepy. Yeah, we haven't even talked about We're talking about yet. Terminator. What about the abyss? <laughs> <laughs> So filmed in 26 days, by the way. So the death of Glint, he's uh, phasing out Miss Nude while he's laying in his uh, fucking bed. That's a plan. And here's the most unique fucking death. You know, it's like, hey, mom, 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 no. He gets sucked into his bed and then a fucking what? Just geyser geyser of fucking geyser of blood. Dude, they use like, oh, fuck. What was it like? What they like? It's like a hundred gallons of fucking cow's blood. They, they, they hire the Evil Dead two guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! And then again, it was the upside down set. Turn the room so the blood rushes to yeah, one like, side. We gotta drain it. <laughs> well, because it. whenever they pour the blood in, the blood went to one side and was forcingly rotating the thing to that side. Yeah, but so that like, was a, that was a big mistake. How it looked streaming. Yeah, exactly. It was a big it, mistake. It went out of control. Everybody know this. Uh, I'm gonna shake my head and say no. 
<laughs> well, so, what happened is it drained. Well, Damn. Yeah. The left. How that room was controlled, like literally, like four people could turn it. Yeah, awesome. it wasn't that heavy. It was awesome. on some like Christopher axis. Nolan Inception. Oh yeah, some like Motley so Cruise, when like, all that singers. fucking blood hit, it just went. <laughs> it spun out of control. And what's fucked up is the fucking the cameraman wasn't strapped inside the room. Awesome. <laughs> so he's like carnival he's, ride, <laughs> like the gravitron, like. <laughs> I think, I think it was like three people. Yeah. Yeah, like he had the cameraman who got he got nausea and he hit his head whenever they let him off. He had the guy pouring the blood and who got electrocuted. Oh man! And then he had another person on the outside who's supposed to catch the room. He got hit upside the head and went flying back Golly. when it started spinning. I wish somebody would videotape <laughs> this whole process of filming the scenes. I would be like perfect for the REM song. You know, that's great. It starts with an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen's blood is filling the room. And you know there'd be some fucker that's over there. Selfie! <laughs> Motherfucker, help him! Wait, 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 hold on. I'm Ow. going Facebook Live. Oh my oh, wait, I love god, this, that hurt. I love this scene where like, uh, where's, the, uh, where's the autopsy guy? Where's the uh, metal examiner? He's in the bathroom. Tony Todd? No, like, no, like, no, they hand him the bucket. He goes, here's one. Yeah. Here's the other one. Oh, dude. This one's so, draining. It's like, what the fuck did they find? You know, we saw... We know what we saw in the fucking film, but <laughs> it's like when the Melody's never walks in, it's like, hey, so where's the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's like, it's like the last way I thought I'd see a body tonight. Dude, it was funny because I literally, right after that part last night, was laying in bed with my wife and I said, they're not going to need a body bag, they're going to need a mop. And the line next to it was, you're not going to need that body bag. Probably a mop. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's what we Random quoted pull. <laughs> For real. I didn't even know that was a line in the movie. I was That's just, awesome. me and Sammy were just making fun of the movie the whole night. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even need a casket. You would just buy like a, a nice light size barrel. <laughs> we talking about like a Breaking Bad barrel? It was, it was like, oh, we're just going to put them in a barrel. I'm just going to bury this barrel. Fuck that. I need four or five gallon buckets. Okay. That's all I need. Come on, guys. Hurry up. Alpo needs this. Find out the how they line. put the wine in the box. I'd like my son to be in four boxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we could gather. Jesus. Four boxes of wine. Oh, God. Oh, man. But then we uh, we go to this <laughs> extravagant fucking, Dad, you're going to have to break down the door in 20 minutes. Okay. After this 20-minute fucking dialogue between like, yeah, yeah, honey, just go to sleep. Just, that I'm sounds gonna great. I'm going to go get him. Yeah. You just get some rest, baby. That sounds I know who did it. Okay. Well, get it's some rest. Fred Krueger. Baby, that sounds great. Get some rest. You <laughs> break down the door. Okay. In 20 minutes. All right. You just get some rest. Okay. I, I, I'm going to get him. Bitch, go to your room. <laughs> Where was James Woods? <laughs> All right, this girl rigs. I mean, she's like fucking MacGyver's yeah, twisted like, sister's fucking uncle. She's sixteen minutes. She's Macaulay Culkin. Sixteen. She home alone her house. Yeah, she'll home alone her house for Freddy Krueger. Sixteen minutes. You uh, tell me that bitch filed into a light bulb, dude. And trimmed up shotgun shells. I mean, the shotgun shells alone. <laughs> that, right? would, that would take me twenty-five minutes, guarantee, because. Snip, boom. No, I just need to be I careful. Just, yeah. I'd be like fucking just looking at it for like 20 minutes. Like, how, how do, do I, I do this? <laughs> I know the kid in Phantasm put a thumbtack on the firing pin and then he hit the thing with the hammer. So I better not do that. Okay. So now I'm going to. She had the same college book that Bruce Campbell had in Evil Dead. Oh, shit. And Chemistry she, 101. And then she did the closing <laughs> pin. Fuck it. It was like Mythbusters episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a I shotgun like, show. I was for like Adam Savage horses. to come up in the background. It's like. 
Give her the nod of approval, and the fucking dude with the beret be like, "In <laughs> 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 three, two, one, go!" <laughs> yeah, myth busted. God, uh, yeah, she set it up literally on screen time. She looked at her watch. It's eleven fifty-seven. I'll get him, Dad. Yeah, but we'll do the scene again. Yeah. You want to do the scene? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know who did it, Dad. Just go to sleep. Anyway. Anyways, it was twenty. <laughs> it was sixteen minutes. She looked at her fucking watch, and it was like twelve fourteen. God dang. That bitch, but I'm hiring her. Yeah. If I ever have business, Heather Langenkamp. No shit. I'm about to go out of town. Put for a the bag week. over your head. I need your skill. Not no shit. Fucking Just rig this whole not, area up for not, death. Not her giant eyebrows. Not, oh my They're watching. God, those are like Furby. <laughs> They're watching. They're they, like two giant caterpillars. They each had a job. It's like it's like two, it's like it's like two Mothras just standing there waiting. One was working for Nightmare on Elm Street. The other one was working on Seventh Heaven. Both insured. <laughs> I'm about to say one was working at Costco. Oh my god! Both oh, insured. Golly, God! And yeah. this is the house that New Line Cinema built. <laughs> yep, for real. Like man, I the foundation that New Line. You know what? So I will. I will give some. Yeah, I'll save that for final thoughts. Let's just get through this <laughs> fucking shit. Right. So if we've already gone through all these like extravagant little fucking effects scenes where you have marshmallow <laughs> stairs and all kinds of weird fucking weird twists and shit, the Home Alone extravaganza. And somehow she's, killer eyebrows. Yeah, she, eyebrows. she magically makes coffee wear off in minutes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she drank six cups of coffee and then went to bed. Yeah, I'm going to sleep after... Doing all that shotgun shell work. I just did 17 lines. I'm ready to sleep. <laughs> Caffeine will make a dream. I mean, fuck no. <laughs> I have two cups of coffee. I can't go to bed. So she goes in. She baits Kruger, brings him out into the real. I guess it didn't work. And then he just, <laughs> 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 then he roars and into the scene. And then, you know, you have the. I don't know how, like, the, the little latch lock. How the fuck did she put a 22-pound fucking sledgehammer up like that? Right, with, with fucking wire hangers. No. It was, it was, it was like fishing line she, and a fucking... She had two wire hangers hooked to, like, <laughs> she did. hold the fucking weight. The whole it wouldn't work that way. <laughs> to hold well, the doorknob. Well, well, that's the thing that's awesome. Kruger's able to kill, like, so many people, but you put a fucking latch on a door, he's like... <laughs> Three minutes. The, the gloves on his strong hand. <laughs> well, to quote riff tracks while they did Batman and Robin, physics. <laughs> there you go. And he couldn't dude, get the like, leverage. He rips right. on that door and that sledge hits him yeah. right in the fucking sternum, dude. Like, yeah. right there. Oh, dude. You know that had to have broken something, dude. Yeah. That that was a thick sweater. Back. <laughs> that just came out of Dreamland. It's his first impact. Fucking. He's like, I haven't been out of Dreamland in twenty years. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> that was a thick sweater. It was it was cotton Dude, and that, wool. That would hurt so and polyfiber. I mean, with the smallest hammer, if I hit my thumb with the He was like 160 screaming. pounds, maybe? 140? <laughs> yeah, no, that would have knocked him back like 10 Dude, feet. That would have oh, I can only imagine. That's I can't like, even imagine Nancy like holding that thing up in the air. That's what I'm saying. How did she get it up? <laughs> <laughs> She's like holding it one hand with a screwdriver and you good got she, it. She's secretly Physics. Thor. She's secretly Thor. <laughs> Physics. She's, Thank you. She's Thor. Dude, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no, and then she runs downstairs and fucking trip lines and fucking home alone ensues. But then John Saxon tells his uh, sheriff friend, fucking deputy, hey, can you just look out for my daughter? You know, just watch the house. If you see anything weird, you come get me. Right. What do you one, say? Yours balls. One window break. Help me, you motherfuckers! One window. <laughs> Everything <laughs> will be okay. Get <laughs> my dad, asshole! Window number two. 
hey, he's killing me. He's over here. You huh. need to calm down, ma'am. <laughs> Window number three. Hurry, you fucking motherfuckers. Hey, Chief. Maybe uh, I should tell the Chief. Chief, uh, <laughs> I heard a sledgehammer go off. Is that okay? Well, yeah, sledgehammer? <laughs> what about the shotgun light bulb? God <laughs> dang. Those are pop rocks. It's boom. okay. Those are pop rocks. It's okay. Maybe and the only time he realizes to get the fucking dad is when smoke is billowing out of the house. Because he's literally like gasoline, the fucking guy in her fucking basement. In the basement. Oh, my God. <laughs> he runs upstairs and as he's <laughs> I wish I can leave footprints like fire footprints where I go. Let's set you on fire, see if it works. Maybe tomorrow. Right. Maybe tomorrow. I'll be on the YouTube. That's a Sunday thing. Sunday Monday. So I have to go to work on Monday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Jeff flags his feet on fire and walks. So yeah, the chief finally breaks in the door and she's like, Daddy, come here, look. And she realizes that the fucking door's wide open. And she knows the little flame steps upstairs. He went this way. Into one of the... To, to the mom. mom. To the mom. Mom's no, in the bedroom. Into one of the goddamn worst fucking scenes I've ever seen in a horror so he gets into the, the mom? He gets under the bed sheet. <laughs> that mom had the clap. Set his ass on fire. He's going to need a shot. Why does it burn? You're not John Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> I lost him a vodka drink. I didn't know that. He's not this hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's on top of the mother. Yes, he on is. fire. And then Come her on, baby, skeleton floats into the mattress. That was weird. Like the void fucking thing where, like, he just, he entered her, he enters the, the mother's fucking alcoholic <laughs> slumber <laughs> and enters her void and burns her. And then Is that what you're calling to, it now? Yes, the void? I guess, I guess. And then they fucking vaporize into the fucking, I don't know what fucking Egyptian cotton they had. <laughs> <laughs> but the mummified corpse to the mom like reaches up like <laughs> right? it's, it's 22 thread. Blue stro strobe lights just going off. It's fucking Vegas town down below. And then fucking Gotta go Nancy, to Margaritaville. <laughs> Nancy's slapping the bed like it's fucking no, no, <laughs> no! <laughs> and, and, and John Saxon's sitting there like, hmm, my comb over is not perfect. Oh man, I love, <laughs> he, I love when he just shuts the door and the fucking sheriff's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. we need a minute. <laughs> whoa, 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 That's the whoa, weird thing is whoa. he saw. Well, he he saw the fucking dead mom right. picturing the blue strobe light, yeah, strobe yeah. light land. And then he just leaves his daughter Shut the door. in that room. Shut the door. All right, I'm gonna go deal with this shit downstairs. And this is the... Oh. Then you see, like, body bag fucking, like, I don't know, like, you see, like, you imagine, like, a bloody scab penis in her condom. Who's like, <laughs> on the rag? <laughs> Which, well, Freddy or her? Kruger fucking <laughs> ventures out from latex fucking bed land, and then he scrapes his way through. He's like... <laughs> Freddy's like, those stains weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> or were there, sorry. They're not mine. But she doesn't look at him this time. She, she doesn't let him... Take you thought energy. you was going to get away. You can't have my energy anymore, Mr. You, you, what? You're, you're, I'm just, I don't believe in you. You don't have no strength here. Ring, ring, uh, ring. Dissipation. Purple, <laughs> glittery, potpourri. <laughs> oh, my God. Dissipation or ejaculation? He just went off and... It's like glitter fucking land. <laughs> it looks like, like, like they unplugged somebody in Tron, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. She dude. walks out the door from the bedroom and she walks outside into a bright, beautiful day where everybody's still alive. Yeah. Mom's like, oh, I must have had 
Uh, 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 you know what, honey? I think I'm going to quit drinking. I just don't feel like it anymore. Well, good for you, bitch. <laughs> About fucking time you came up with that damn idea. Even Wes Craven and Nancy uh, fucking, um, sorry, um, I forget the actress. Heather? Heather, Heather Langham like, says, yeah. like, this is like almost like a, a Summer's Eve commercial here. At the end. <laughs> Everybody's in fucking white. And Summer's she's Eve? <laughs> it's white like foggy out. High for, the, for those heavy days. Yes. <laughs> Freddy's tampons. I, I slept so heavy last night. I never sleep so heavy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> when it's like a geyser. And then Johnny Depp tampons. pulls up in a convertible honk honk. Hey, let's go to <laughs> school. This is the dream. <laughs> Jack Sparrow's picking me up in the convertible. <laughs> with Tina. A classic with, fucking car. With Tina that and a fucking heroin. The heroin guy's like, I just got off heroin. <laughs> I mean, like five minutes ago. Like, he was so jizz. There's two Zs and jizz. What's funny <laughs> is uh, that guy actually thought. <laughs> <laughs> that guy actually thought that there was a stigma against Mexicans. So his name, credited name, is Nick Corey. Because he, Cortez was just a little much. He, no, his name's Garcia. Oh, fuck you. It's, like, damn it's it. like J.S.A. Garcia. Jesus. Just oh, the, where the did we go wrong? wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Where but, did, where but, did that tree split? I know. That's what I'm saying. You need to move to Canada. You yeah, need to move to Canada. We'll, be, yeah. we'll you, really be attacked. Oh, yeah. No, but <laughs> Lavender uh, and Dick is calling us. <laughs> he, he changed hey, his name Mexicana, because eh? he figured an Italian name would get him more work. Oh, yeah. Well, because it worked for Rocky Balboa? John Stamos' real name is John Ar Ariejo. Really? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a snort. That was a snort. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, the, the surprise look on, on Nate's face when he said, oh, it's really this, huh? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't I provide a, that greasy couldn't motherfucker. Pro I couldn't provide a snort. I provided a snort. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. And, that, and that's what Yaha Garcia did on the set. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to make this other one right. in 20 minutes. So, all right. We're going to do final thoughts on Nightmare Magic. <laughs> in case you didn't know. All right. So, Jeff. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I pertain this film to be slightly original and fun folklore. Uh, I give big thanks to Wes Craven for taking the uh, venture into it. The star-studded cast all, you know, is what? slightly underacted in great terms. The... Uh, it's still fun. It has uh, the fun uh, jump scares and stuff like that. Sound design and soundtrack are very still. I like the soundtrack. It's still really good. But all in all, you know, it's not my favorite one, but uh, it is what it is. The ending really was a big lackluster, especially uh, revisiting it for this podcast. Uh, what about you, Nate? Um, I agree with you. The soundtrack to this is amazing. You'll never forget the doom, doom, ding, doom. Oh, it's yeah. fucking awesome. But this movie is not. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm usually a guy that fucking goes full support with classics, but this one's not that good. I don't understand what everybody's uh, obsession with it is. I understand Freddy Krueger's dope. I, I like Freddy Krueger. But watching, <laughs> watching this... Uh, no, uh, I don't like this one. I'm sorry. It, next. <laughs> awesome. I'll follow up on that note. Um, this movie for for when it was for when it came out, like we stated, it, it it's dated. If you, especially if you watch it today, standards. Now, if you ask anybody that watched it in the theaters, oh, it was fucking amazing. Like I, I could see the love, I could see the nostalgia for it, but it just 
it, it was great as an origin story, or I guess an origin story, like it, it, something to start off the Freddy franchise. You know, it, it was something. It it was a nice kickoff point, but it wasn't until later when when producers figured out that they had a franchise that they can make a profit off of. Um, and for a movie that had a budget of what we said, a mil, a million bucks, million, yeah. um, opening weekend, they made a million two, 1.2 and then grossing, they made 26. They, they, they did good for what it was, but for me, it's just, I really didn't care for it. Like I enjoyed it for, I enjoyed it for its, uh, like I said, originality. Um, them taking it from a from a news article that they read from overseas, and for the amount of danger they had to go into because of the fucking scenes with the uh, with the boiler that was in a fucking jail cell. Oh wow! Or not jail cell. Um, at a uh, at Lincoln Heights Jail in Los Angeles, and they ended up finding out after they had done shooting all the scenes in there, the place was condemned due to uh, high uh, high content of asbestos. Oh shit! So <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, that explains so much about Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But the crop top. I don't know. I I enjoyed it, but it wouldn't be something I'd go out of my way to go find again. Like this isn't the this isn't the Freddy that I'm familiar with that I really enjoyed a lot. Like it was great jumping off point, but there's better movies in this franchise, which we will later touch up on. Of course. What about you, Aaron? Uh, I enjoyed this one just because in the series and the franchise, it helps progress the the story. I mean, it's the basis, the foundation for this one. And uh, it really kicks things off. Um, for me, uh, one of the reasons why I appreciate this one the, one of the most is because he's the only villain that's actually started in all of his movies without a replacement or someone else being the killer. He's one of the few ones that actually did that. Jason, you had Roy, you had the mom kind of being a few of them. Uh, Michael, part three, wasn't Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. So this one's one of the few ones that actually has the same character, the same actor through everything. And uh, but I, lo I love the sounding. I love the set designs, the, the rooms, especially when it flips upside down. But uh, yeah, it's not the strongest one, but it's still fun to watch. It's, it's just enjoyable. It's just very enjoyable. So that's my take on it. And so I, and I gentlemen, set. buy, rent or avoid. avoid. Jeff, avoid. I'm going to say rent. I shouldn't, but, but rent. I'm going to say rent. Uh, buy if you want the collection. If you want the the full series, well, like we all got, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, we all got the collection. Yeah. So let's just move right into part Aaron's two. Favorite. This is a Nightmare on Elm Street part two. Oh, dude, uh, Freddy's Revenge. Aaron <laughs> couldn't talk enough about how this helped develop his life. <laughs> <laughs> You're a goddamn liar. <laughs> Oh, the God, first thing I said, like I, like I got introduced to Aaron. Aaron's like, "Hey man, how's it going?" Like, you hey, seen Freddy I, too? I, really, I, really, I was like, "Yeah, I, I enjoy Freddy too." Well, that shaped my life, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Needless to say, he was in assless leather chaps. <laughs> when telling me this and carrying multiple fucking supplies of jump ropes. That's strange because the first time I met Aaron, he had this tucked in yellow shirt. <laughs> Jeans and a pop gun. <laughs> I don't get that reference. But. It's his dance. Oh yeah. He had the gold glasses. He had the gold glasses. Oh, oh, oh when he's in the, when the chick comes up to his uh, room. Oh god, don't pretend like you don't know. No, I don't. I, that's based on that one. I mean, the first time we all got together, Aaron brought the game probe. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Yeah, you're the one who took it home. 
Indeed. <laughs> called, this movie right here. Uh, it's called Separation Anxiety, Aaron. <laughs> we'll give it back. Wait, you've been using it too? Oh my God. Uh, this movie right here, uh, the, the, dance, the dance scene alone made me know at a very young age that I was heterosexual. <laughs> very yeah. much so. I think a lot of us at this table, we knew right at the chance. What was awesome was at Texas Fright Bear oh, uh, during the panel, I got up and asked Mark Patton, I was like, hey, can you do the dance for us? And he was just like, later on, he stated that like, I'll give you my room number. <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, he told you that he would give you his room number. He could perform it for I you went. personally. <laughs> he got a private showing. It was worth it. <laughs> uh, like Keith David was on Skype. It was weird. You he, know. Took, he took probe with him, too. Ass to ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, for any of y'all that do not know, that is a requiem for a dream. <laughs> oh. Requiem for a dream. Oh, yeah. man. That's a quote, people. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> going into it, Mark Patton said that if he could remove anything from his filmography, it would be that because at the time he didn't come out of the closet. Um, he didn't want to be an actor that was hired because he was gay. Yeah. Um, so he's like Matt in the Bomber. Uh, well, a that's, a, that's people, a great way to do it. A lot of the people did not on this movie. No, he was out. Good. Oh, yeah, I got you, got you. And the writer didn't know he, he was, was even out, right? He said after he watched this film, he was like, you know, we had kind of like a hinted subtext. He's like, but after I watched the movie, I realized we're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> As Jack Shoulder talked about him being uh, gay at all? or is he uh, I don't just... think Jack is. Okay, I got you. Because the director, know. he David, seems kind of fruity. David Chaskin, the, one of the writers, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I don't know he, about the director. He's gayer than a three dollar. Because I remember, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so of course. I mean, I think he he wrote like what the curse later. He wrote a couple of things in the horror genre. But Jack Shoulder the curse I mean, involves just giant snakes. Oh, the the curse, <laughs> uh, the curse we talked about about the hand coming yeah. out of the fucking poster art. You have the giant snakes. Whoa, <laughs> innuendos. Yeah, it, the one that um, spits. But what's funny is that Wes never saw this as a franchise. He never saw this as being going beyond, you know, Nancy saying, hey, uh, you know, I woke up from it and it was just a dream. Freddie, all the shit was just my friends dying. All that was just a dream. That's how it was going to end. Yeah. And he fought mm -hmm. Rob Shea, uh, you know, to kind of get what was the, the Nightmare on Elm Street original ending. So when we got part two and it enters with that. You know, the geeky little guy with his hair drilled over in that bus scene. <laughs> it was funny because he had Robert England the first time ever yeah. with no makeup. And he's so fucking young and skinny. And, uh, yeah, the way that fucking early bus scene opens up is like nothing we had been introduced for the, uh, you know, from the, the first film. Yeah. Because you had nightmare dilemmas, but it was strictly what? Boiler room? Yeah. yeah. Uh, invisible it's, shit? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like... To, it wasn't to this degree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And seeing like... Trimmers fucking like ground earthquaking around. You're fucking a school bus floating on two fucking piles of fucking rubble. This was fucking like horrific way to start part two. It was like a gut punch, you know? Mm -hmm. um, what was y'all's takeaway when y'all first saw Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Uh, beyond all the homoerotic <laughs> no, everything. Yeah, beyond the homoerotic stuff. Yeah, Because I mean, honestly, when I saw it, it was so blatant that I just saw it more as a a situation where the guy was so awkward he couldn't know how to express his love for the girl. Yeah, when I was a kid, there was... Yeah, I didn't I I didn't, I didn't no pick idea. up on the yeah. sissy shit, you know? It was like, it was weird that the coach was doing what he was doing, 
But it was like, you know, a freaky ass coach. It wasn't really like, oh, that guy's a fucking. Yeah, fuck for real. Like, yeah. my thoughts when I was a kid, I've, uh, I'd say nine or 10 when I saw this. But yeah. my thoughts was when the coach was getting his ass whipped with the like, towels. Shit. I was like, rat tailed and like, God, that shower? would fucking suck. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, that's. Bad. This is what Jesus does. Now, when I was like, <laughs> after, you know, studying psychology and shit, it was like, huh. Yeah, balls flying at him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that sporting good scene was just fucking unreal. Like, <laughs> she's like, I'll take cover and just let balls fly at me all day. I was like, that baseball bat hit me right in the ass. <laughs> like literally. Balls hit in his face and just wow, wow. Huh? Tennis balls just <laughs> unload, unload. Dude, but yeah, I mean, my uh I find this one actually scarier than the first one as a kid and now as an adult. Well, even like the start of the film, the bus, that's terrifying. Yeah. Dude, yeah, the intro the Dude, the where it's teetering and yeah. that's that wide frame shot. That needs to be a fucking Mondo record. That yeah. needs to be a vinyl waxwork. Whoever wants to do it, <laughs> that, 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 that needs to be a friend. That needs to be a print. What struck yeah. me is that, as being the guy, you know, you think you'd put the women behind you, but the guy literally like <laughs> covers. <laughs> he like literally has two chicks sandwiched on top of him, like protect me. I was like, come on, dude. Like you're the seriously. If we were falling in hell and two chicks were like. Pushing back into me, I, I, I push them, pull it out. <laughs> We're going to die. <laughs> surely, surely, you can't be serious. <laughs> I'm, I am serious. Don't call don't me come Shirley. Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ralph, when did you see this one? I watched it the one time after watching the first movie, and then I revisited to watch for this episode. I kind of I feel the same way as I did the first time. I was like, huh. This is an awkward entry? entry into the fucking series, you know. You said the right word of entry. Yeah, yeah, entry, exactly. <laughs> oh God, but the fucking, the, the opening scene, like these guys have been saying, it's fucking terrifying. Everything in this movie was just awkwardly played. I guess seeing it whenever I was in high school just really didn't. Did you catch on to the, the game? Oh, yeah, no, I caught on oh, okay. immediately. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, you know, you never know. Like, everything was like, I was like, oh, this is uncomfortable <laughs> yeah this is a, uh, alex what the fuck are we watching <laughs> i don't know alex just, being his former girlfriend <laughs> this is really fucking awkward of a movie to watch you know and she's like oh I, it's part of the the series oh okay <laughs> all right when do you catch this i first watched it when i was in college uh because i kind of this one kind of fell on the radar i watched one three four no yeah, one, three, four, five, and that was it. So this is like the last or the Yeah, like this is one of the last ones. ones I watched. And when I watched it with, with friends, because uh, a few other ones hadn't seen it either, it had terrifying moments. But over that, it was creepy weird. It was, it was very, uh, it was out there, very much out there. And uh, I think after we watched it, we all kind of looked at ourselves and, okay, that's the end of movie night. We're going home. See y'all later. That was, it was just weird. Because of the whole uh, homosexual thing. Well, the whole reason this movie got made is Bob Shea actually had to sell the rights to the first film in order to gain money. Even though it was a huge success, like, mm -hmm. you had to pay all this off. You had to pay people to fucking do this, that, and the other. Yeah. So he sold off the rights, but he held on to the copyrights of the character in the franchise. So that was smart by Bob. Yeah. And so it, it generated enough money to make this uh what did it get made for ralph uh the budget for it was it actually got a bump it was three million opening weekend it made two million eight hundred and sixty five thousand and then grossing it uh it made 23 
Dude, it was Jeez. huge in Europe. Robert England said this cool. was like a fucking yeah, no, phenomenon. Like, a lot of people in, do things like that fleet of Europe. So yeah, in Europe. Sense. I don't yeah. know if it's the gay overtones or just stuff. Yeah, it's strictly the love of it. It's the homoerotica uh, of it. Oh, I was thinking saying that, or this was actually had romantic overtones too. In general, because it was like, you know, him between. Well, the romance between Mark Patton and Meryl Streep was fucking fantastic. It was. Yeah. But now the yeah it was because of Europe that it's not Meryl Street people. Anyone? <laughs> Is it Meg Foster? Uh, it's Kim Myers. Well, the same thing. Yeah. But she looks just like fucking Meryl. Just Street like people. I think that's the only main reason they did casters. No, she, like that was a big rumor. But Rob Russler even said like me and Mark Patton. Rob Russler, by the way, got this offer the last day of shooting Weird Science. Oh, Robert yeah, Downey yeah. Jr. drove, drove him, him to the drove audition. Him to his audition yeah. So. Um, yeah, he, uh, he and Mark Patton got to watch her, uh, audition and they were like, she's How big was the wonderful. Couch? And Rob Ressler was like, <laughs> she looks like Meryl Streep. <laughs> so it kind of got spun into, yeah, the yarn got spun. Well, then Patton like beat out like a bunch of other fucking like, like Michael Dude, Christian Fox, Slater, Christian Slater, fucking Brad Pitt, John Stamos. Jesus. <laughs> They all got. They so all that got should tell you where before. Jack's shoulder lies. So the, yeah. the movie could have went Hell, worse. Um, <laughs> I think Michael J. Fox had it was was offered the role, but due to uh, conflictions with uh, Back, Back to the Future, Back to the Future, he couldn't do it. Well, I Jesus. thought you were going to say his disease, where he was just. No. That's like, later. That's like, get your time right, right. <laughs> hey, was Back to the Future anytime that could be a time? And Jack's shoulder, of course, shaking back then, coming <laughs> off of. The Jim fucking Alone in the Dark, 1982. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was the director of that. And then he also had one, he only had one more good film really under his, his belt, which was uh, The Hidden. The Hidden was a fucking dope movie. Yeah. Um, With the aliens and stuff and the bike robberies. Is right. that what it was about? Yeah. That I mean, someone with Kyle McLaughlin and all this shit. I just saw its Rotten Tomato score. I don't think I've ever seen the Rotten Tomato score. It's got like 84. Ever. What? I've never, I don't look at that shit at all. I mean, that's just one thing I don't really tell you guys, but I never look at Rotten Tomatoes. I don't look at it. Yeah. I like to find my own opinion, own opinion yeah. on it. Yeah. I, have I a, always look at audience. If I only friends. had a brain. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to tell them to go You're watch. I don't have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> Heather Lane Camp was never asked back for nope. it for this role. They didn't movie. even consider her. Didn't even fucking think about well, it. And Robert England damn near did not get the role. And you know, I, I I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie. I was thinking like, how could this work better? All right, you had his energy dissipate in the house, right? All right, yep. if you would have played it, don't fucking just jump on, you know, Patton's fucking something's haunting me, fucking attacking me in the nightmares. They should have treated it like Kruger's spirit was in the house still. His yeah. energy was in the house. Like a poltergeist. Because they're doing all this stuff already with the uh, crazy parrots and the the crazy heat that's in the house, all that shit like that. Like, there was already enough nuances to kind of do the Amityville kind of trick. You know, yeah. like the house is haunted. The house is spooked. They should have grew that up and then like have the... the uh, you know, the visions of uh, his sister doing the jump rope thing and singing the song. And then slowly that Patton being the one chosen to be kind of taken over by Kruger. Like Kruger's like, my energy needs to go somewhere. I need to take over a body in the real world. And they would have treated Is that it more. what they did? It, yeah. They did it, but they did it like ass backwards. It was just like, oh, you're not going to be introduced to 
this, you're just going to get thrown into like. Wait a minute. At what scene did he go to his sister's bedroom? She's jump rope. It's like Is way that like after that's like, he already got possessed. That's in like the middle of the film when he's like oh. already going out again. And like that's just the the weird thing. Like his killer uniform when he goes out to kill is barefoot jeans and a shirtless. The blue shirt. The, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. That. He's just got his, his button up shirt open. And I was like, that's how I Every go kill time. him. I was like, what the fuck? It's like after the fucking it gets hot in the house and the parrot goes around and and tries to peck your dad and then explain you know, like just fucking combust in the air. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this house. Then I that run. kid probably gave him a goddamn cherry bomb. Then I go scream and run and cry into the fucking. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. That's what then he, he said. screams and runs into the fucking rain. I'll tell you what it is. It's that cheap bird scene. <laughs> all of the places to go scream and run in the rain. It's like you go to an S and M fucking leather fucking club. And like the before you put the beer to your lips, you now your coach is like. Well, I tell you what, if it's hundred degrees in my house and it's raining and humid outside, the first thing I want to do is rub against some leather. It's <laughs> like let's just go see what's in here. Can I have a whiskey and some dick? God, <laughs> <laughs> we got lavender and dick. <laughs> dick and tonic. But what's funny is like I, if they would have been like the Blue Oyster Cult and you would have seen fucking Lassard, if you would have seen Lassard. Lesage would have been in there. <laughs> oh, Commandant, man. That Dude, that awesome. would have been funny if they were oh in the background. <laughs> and Bob Shantz is like, you guys come here every day. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we don't need to card you, <laughs> A. Oh, my God. I always think that as soon as he goes through those doors, That's I'm like, where's the music? Where's the fuck? Wrong movie. Oh, oh man, but when Coach, perfect. I hate that scene, dude. Coach is like, "Yo, go do laps in the basketball." Yeah, goal. like even Sammy brought this up. Like, why would he take him from a gay bar? Which you're at, by the way, Coach. Yeah. You're here. You're in uh, leather. You're not gonna drink this beer. <laughs> you're not gonna drink that. You're gonna go back and you're gonna run laps. No, in the middle of the night. No, no. Hit the showers. No, yeah, no. Right. no. So here's the ball flying scene that we talked God. about. <laughs> Furry balls to the face. And this is, uh, look, I, I'm, I might have this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's right. Um, this is not Robert England in the Freddy scene in the shower. Okay. Uh, just the ball flying scene real fast. So when you're going back, <laughs> back to this, it's the only time you see, like, I'm going to hide from the balls flying at me. And you actually see the shelf go. I'm gonna turn the <laughs> to get the, the aim right. <laughs> the shelf fucking leaves the wall to aim better at the fucking cowering from the bounces balls right off his face. I was just, I, I was like, wow, I don't think I ever noticed that. Like, I think I've just overlooked the shelf involvement. Yeah, he jumps down the ground. It's like, mm, no. Well, I think that at that time you're probably drinking heavily, and you're like, nope, 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 Man, he's the shelf move to fucking get a better aim at this fucking infidel. You know? <laughs> I will throw my balls at you, sir. <laughs> he locks the cage and still manages to put the lock on the gate. Oh man, this is all after the- all the ball bats where he fell Jesus. out. So what? And then I was like, I'm finally balls safe. and bats. I think they're running out of balls, and the <laughs> jump ropes come out. And Freud would have them. a field day watching God. this movie. He'd just be like <laughs> fucking gay. <laughs> You're not thinking about your mother at all. 
but I am. <laughs> oh. Oh, and then, yeah, he gets dragged in there by jump ropes and hung up in the showers, gets his nice assless chaps ripped off. Nice use of the word drag. But the, the, <laughs> the towel Jesus. fucking... The, the towel whipping scene. The towel whipping. <laughs> that's to the he, ugliest That's what he was saying. <laughs> it's before the steam... This is God. The, before the steam motivates me to turn into Kruger, I will ass slap you with towels for like yeah like and not just one towel it was like another towel like quidditch yeah literally they're getting thrown through the air three points for potter jesus christ three points for gryffindor dude yeah so marshall bell is just getting towel whipped and then the steam arises Jesse fades out and then out walks not Robert England. No. I'm pretty sure when when I heard this on the documentary, they said they filmed for like two weeks without him. And I want to say this is the scene because the guy, Freddie walks out very stiff. And they were saying that the guy who did a Frankenstein, who did the stand in walk, was just lumbering around real stiff. Was Lurch? And they showed that scene. The but, clip where he walks out. So I'm thinking. But in Mike Patton's documentary, he said that the guy only shot for five days. So whether that footage was used or not. But wow. I know he was attacked because Bob Shea said he did not like his Frankenstein-like performance. Of yeah. yeah, this when, mm-hmm. this was when uh, Jack Shoulder was like, get Robert back. Like, you, what are you fucking doing? You can't do this without Robert. And yeah. from, from what? And Robert uh, was only asking for a couple hundred grand. And more. from what Patton says yeah. in his documentary, he says like Robert England just really pushed for top billing. I mean, obviously he paid yeah, he, big time. He wanted salary bump, but mm-hmm. he wanted that top billing. He wanted to kind of be like, this franchise is mine. me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, mine. Like, it's my franchise. Yeah. Like I'm the only one that's here from part one. <laughs> it's like fuck. Like that's one thing I do like applaud. Like, it's like fuck Johnny Depp. Keep Robert England. <laughs> Literally, he did that. <laughs> he did. What? <laughs> it, was a, it was a prerequisite. Yeah. <laughs> what? He, he, was in a, he was in his trailer. A it, was lot. A, it was a prerequisite for anybody in part one. Yeah. He was in his trailer. So you're in this movie? You get the fuck giant up. <laughs> I'll bring Besides the towels. Tina, that would be the only one. <laughs> Shit. He that's, brought the towels. That's how you got the money for the Viper Room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but Mark Patton was rich, was he? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'll pay you one million dollars to sleep with you. Jeez. I beat out Brad Pitt. <laughs> that, that was, I beat out Brad Pitt, John Stamos, and Christian Slater. That really was only one, one day. The cosmetic tongue that was Johnny Depp's dick coming Dude. Oh, Jesus, poor Christ. guy. You're going to jump on Jump Street. <laughs> but yeah, the whole gay overtones, uh, a lot of critics and even the writers are blame it on this like one of the first roles that had the male be the heroine you know the screaming yeah. the only, this right. but this is the only one this yeah. isn't no friday the 13th part five no it's only night friday 13th friday 13th part five had the main character uh tommy tommy jarvis, tommy jarvis, jarvis. Tommy jarvis. Uh, at the uh you know the fucking mental ward camp yeah. facility uh-huh. he was, a, he was yeah, a screaming heroine huh yeah. <laughs> that came out. That came out in March. This came out in November. Oh, I thought you were saying that. This, like you're so trying this to was say. First. Well, like what I mean is like this is the first male in the franchise that was the lead role. Yeah, the, no, but they Elm were Street. saying in a horror film. Oh, no, 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 a horror film. In the in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, though, this it's is the, the first only. male 
first and only male yeah, lead only. Yeah. that was the protagonist. I blame it. But on the writing, on <laughs> James Woods, James <laughs> Woods, I blame James Woods. <laughs> but this is the only film to that not have the original fucking uh, nightmare theme. Yeah, uh, Christopher that Young too. from Hellraiser did actually the music for part two, which is kind of weird because they stepped away from like all this shit that was set in place from Craven, and they said fuck it, you know we're just gonna do our own thing. Yeah, and which was Jack a horrible Sh- fucking idea. Yeah. yeah, because I mean these like they didn't grab onto any fucking mythos whatsoever like i said just fucking pondering it after you know watching the film you're kind of like okay you can do all this this and this to kind of tie into the mythos of part one but they chose not to do that they went and just said fuck it you know yeah. let's so caution to the wind and just make this a uh the fucking you know homer odyssey with you know homoerotic fucking shit you homer, know. homer erotic odyssey <laughs> Yeah, Homer erotic Odyssey. <laughs> well, yeah, and with this movie, they broke a lot of the rules that was set in by Wes Craven for Freddy. Like, hell, the entire scene with the pool. You know, have dude. to be in a dream. Destroyed. It's just... Yeah. And even, well, even the Marshall Bell, you know, whipping scene. Marshall Bell wasn't asleep. Yeah. Why the fuck is he yeah. getting attacked? Yeah, but he's getting attacked. Yeah. And I get it. If you're going to do this Amityville haunted fucking shit and the energy's haunting the boy, almost insidious-like and all that kind of shit... You really need to set that mythology in place very early in the film if you're going to go that route because this just is just bullshit. You yeah. know, when you watch the fucking film, you're like, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why Why is this guy fucking you, doing uh, back? You get more questions than yeah, why you are, get answers for this. Why are hot dogs popping off a fucking cutting board? You know what I mean? Why, why is the pool boiling? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I mean, the, the shit that really threw me off the most, though, was the, the animal attacks, the parrot. Self-combusting. The <laughs> the when, guy who made that, his resume, Jack Shoulder said, what's the thing you're most proudest of? Oh, God. Well, my work with the Three Stooges. And he hired him. The guy was like 80 <laughs> years old. <laughs> what, what amazed me is when... And, well, there, there is a skit in the three, three Stooges where there's a parrot in the courtroom that are trying to get... He was the guy that was flinging around on the thing and smacked fucking Clue Gallagher right in the face and cut his right oh my god! What blew my mind was this scene where at the end of Meryl Streep's climbing the fucking boiler room and she sees a rat and then does a close-up of the rat and the rat's like... And then, <laughs> then a cat jumps on the rat and the cat's like... It's like, what the fuck? That guy was working on Aliens at the time. Jesus so he was just like, I fucking whipped something up So, so is that quick. Jonesy? Is that supposed to be Jonesy? I don't know. That was it's Willard. horrible. <laughs> that was Willard? It was, <laughs> it was bad enough. You had the far, far away shots of the actual fucking animals, but when they did that close-up Peter Jackson fucking dead alive shot, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it reminded me of a, was it a meet species? The, no, species, the, 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 the rat underneath the sewers. That gets infected with the alien. Yeah, Joe. Well, you, you see it, it's just a regular rat, and then it's when you get the close up, it's like, and it like, and it like fish or a tongue snares a, another rat and eats like, it. Wow, that 1.5 seconds costs how many thousands of dollars? Jesus Christ. That, that's a ton of assless chefs. Dude. So, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, a budget of three million. You got money to burn, apparently. Well, what's funny, too, is like when they're doing their push up scenes, like, <laughs> oh, that's God, how they it. bond. It's like, that's their bond. <laughs> what do you have? Why do you have a problem with me, Jim? I don't have a problem, bro. <laughs> okay, we're friends now. But, but, dude, you pushed me in the face. I've got a cut. Yeah. I need a band-aid. You pulled down my pants in front of the women. I know. We like, we, I only do that at the, the gay club. <laughs> I pay for that. Dude, I pay for that? <laughs> there's a funny funny section uh, about the fucking the leather S&M bar. Uh, Bob Shea, he was told he had a part. Oh, and God. so Jack Shoulder said, go down to the pleasure chest. And buy your outfit. 
Bob Shea didn't know what the pleasure chest was. He took his 10-year-old and 12-year-old daughters into the, the pleasure, pleasure chest. chest. And the oh, clerk was oh like, God. oh, no, no, no. They got to go. And the girls were like, look, Daddy, it's got spikes. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Get them out. Like, <laughs> Bob Shea was just like, what? What is my part? <laughs> da- Daddy, this one says her, for her pleasure. What does that mean? I'll take the latex apron and the hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the extra protein. Yeah, the, uh, the tongue. I fucking thought the tongue fucking coming oh, yeah. out was awesome looking man it was just yeah. lays out and you got like this fuck like i'm not gonna give sizes fuck off <laughs> <laughs> wow someone feels intimidated no man, that's a fucking big old fucking like thing a, fl- flops out of a medium me <laughs> <laughs> the fucking that wasn't towel whips what's funny is mark Patton. It like he couldn't eat he couldn't drink anything like he had to have that prosthetic on for like four fucking hours and it was mechanical like they had, had a little gyro yeah, move yeah. around and shit gyro that was, <laughs> it was gyrating hello. <laughs> hello. It, was, it was a little gay rope so no but he like they came to get him out of his dressing room <laughs> and they immediately started laughing at him and he was just like wrote down on a piece of paper it's not funny it was like how they told it was so fucking funny that's hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Great it's story, a funny bro. story. Nah, it's not. Uh, cool story, bro. It's my last of my notes. That's all I've got. <laughs> so yeah, boiler room kiss. Uh, well, what's weird? Hetero is that, encounter well, ends the demon. Well, he does the fucking tongue scene, and he like immediately like I can't do this with you, and he goes to fucking his homeboy's house. There's something trying to get inside my body. Dude, he was like, he, she had her on yeah, the floor. Yeah, she's waiting in the pool. <laughs> she, he had her on the floor. And you want to stay here with me? Then I don't like, know, if a fucking nine-inch tongue dude, flopped out of my mouth, I'd probably be like, what the hell? Well, well, I, I like, could use this. That chick, that chick got blue tacos. Oh, she got blue tacos. Man, I don't even want to know what that is, Aaron. It's the opposite of blue balls. <laughs> I know. I was thinking waffles. Oh, she got blue tacos. <laughs> I, <was thinking, laughs> I thought he beat her up with the about, tongue. <laughs> I was thinking about blue waffles. Oh, God. Like, oh, That's a purple roast beef. Some oh, kind of New God Mexico City trend. <laughs> Mexico City? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on over there? That's why we're going to Canada. For those of you listening out there, do not Google Blue, blue Waffle. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I thought you said. Like, I, I said we thought taco. that's where you were going with Blue Waffle. It's like, I said Blue Taco. Like evolution or a fucking, you know. <laughs> you do not say? Google. Do not Google. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Blue Arby? Like a racial segue. It'll take you, <laughs> take you to a Bonnie Rotten fucking oh, video. <laughs> be sure, be sure to wear sunglasses for that. What is that? Hoy. Enhance, enhance. <laughs> Am I? Zoom. So, <laughs> so when Patton's like fucking like basically evolving to fucking Kruger and shit, like the only thing the other guy can fucking say in his box shorts is, "Dad, Dad, open the door, Dad, open the door." I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, what would you do? That is actually. I would literally jump through the window (laughs) over him. I would just literally just find a window and just jump through it. Fuck that. There's one window and it was directly behind the morphing thing. No modesty. Just jump (laughs) (laughs) directly through window. I don't give a shit if I live on, land on that fucking AC condenser or anything. I'm like, whatever. You know, fuck it. You know, is there a running lawnmower over there? I don't give a shit. I'm getting away from the fucking guy who's growing claws and a living human being His within him. His skin is melting now, off to reveal That was, that scene right, th- that where he like 
cuts the fucking chest open and Freddy just come oh, walking dude, that out. Was so dope. That was, that was awesome. fucking, fucking awesome. horrific, dude. That, that was awesome. And I love how Freddy's hand, the rest of the film, wasn't the glove. It was literally like his claws through the flesh. Yeah. yeah, it was like fucking grotesque. That was cool. That was fucking and awesome. I love how they, uh, they Kevin Yeager, like, in, involved, like, actual skeletal system within the yeah. muscle. Oh, it was just, it was well, because he didn't well, have he any, was, fo- he didn't have any reference photos from the first movie, no. so gotcha. he enhanced on the, the well, cheekbones, he changed yeah. up the way the makeup looked, What's so he gave, kind of gave Freddy, like, an original look to that, within reason, of course, with inspiration. Yeah. Well, what's unreal is, like, how skinny was Robert England to wear that kind of makeup? And still looks so fucking skinny. Well, the, the on scene film. when he rips when he rips the top of his head off, the real the brain underneath pulsating. Yeah, you know yeah. the mechanics in that. The guy must have been so fucking skinny because like he looks small. Well, he's probably like half Ethiopian. Shit, it had to be because with all that fucking makeup and prosthetics, and he still looks small. Well, and yeah, skinny that, and if shit. you think about it, wearing the prosthetics and then the the costume itself, running around doing this, and then that. film adding like ten pounds to you is like shit, dude. And that then it's skinny as shit, right. and how hot it is, and oh, all fuck. that stuff. Well, so you know you're fucking sweating balls, even though you'd only shot for thirteen fucking well, minutes the, for uh, an eighty-seven yeah. minute movie. Well, uh, was it in a uh, the original Godzilla movie? The guy, a samurai, wore the uh, the suit. And he dropped fifty pounds just wearing the suit. Just wearing the suit through yeah. the whole film, movie film. And that's yeah. what's weird is like Mike Patton literally looks like sweaty through the whole fucking film. It's like they're just glistening him through every yeah. take. It's, you know? it's, it's Robert England sweat. Just like, sh- 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 there you go. Here's a little England on you. It's like, yeah, sh- oh, it's in your face. Oh, open your mouth. <laughs> oh, like a like Money a fucking shot. cat on the counter. Yeah, the guy looked like he was fucking sweating the entire goddamn time. Oh, it's gross. Like the whole fucking film was that was like the main base thing. It's like, oh, when he gets hot, it means Freddy's nearby. It's like, what? Oh, God damn it. Like, when he's hot and sweaty, Freddy can invade. He's ready. <laughs> Freddy's ready. Come hot on. Freddy's ready. Freddy's ready when you're hot and sweaty. Come on. <laughs> it's a shirt. It's a fucking pepper sticker. Oh, man. You know, some people were just waiting for, like, Richard Simmons to pop out somewhere in the movie. It was, like, fucking, like, waiting for, like, just random confetti's going to come out of your podcast, your headphones. (laughs) (laughs) Sweating to the oldies. (laughs) Here's... And now from a message from Aaron. (laughs) I got got some distance on that one. Here he goes. Aaron goes for potency, people. (laughs) In distance. (laughs) Hit you from across the room. All right. So, Aaron, within your final thoughts and (laughs) wrapping up what you would call the denouement, the ending of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, uh, how would you wrap up this uh, Nightmare on Elm Street experience? With depression, really deep, deep depression, <laughs> deep depression, <laughs> clinical. <laughs> Start going to AA meetings. Gotcha. Well, I mean, the movie is terrible, but it has some good moments, like you know, Freddy ripping out, you know, coming out of the dude's skin, the brain hit or the brain rip off. It's got some good moments, but then it's there's no consistency. It's just it felt like a half ass reboot. Was this kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street's uh, Season of the Witch to you? Not even that, because Season of the Witch actually was good. Yeah, it was it was actually good. I would say this is like this is not as bad as good as the reboot. Gotcha. The same Friday Five either. Yeah, it's th- this is probably the lowest point in the series. Gotcha. This is just the lowest point. It's good, great moments in the movie, terrible overall. Just and that's all I can say. It's just good special effects, terrible movie. Gotcha, man. Uh, Ralphus. The, this movie, it is one of the lowest points of this <laughs> franchise. Even Freddy was depressed. Yeah, even Freddy was fucking depressed. Like, I I wouldn't even consider this one a horror movie, to be honest. Like, with the, with the sexual overtones and all that, this is like a fucking comedy movie, if anything. And... Yeah, Freddy, like... Something as, about Freddy? Yeah, something about Freddy. But, like, definitely later on in the franchise, like, he does get... <laughs> sorry, Jesus I keep, I keep letting it go. I'm sorry. 
fucking, he's got fucking snorters over here. The fuck? It's all me, man. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I lose it. No. He did a double take, a little one and then a big one. I tried to hold it back. <laughs> Again, with the reaction that we're getting for this fucking movie, just we can't hold in the laughter because this movie. It's bad. Jeff can't hold in the alcohol. No. Can't hold in the alcohol. No. Can't hold in the condensation from the alcohol. He's just, you know, just can't hold it in. I'm snoring it back. <laughs> that was the first movie. Oh, God. Uh, fucking, fucking Jeff and Shu <laughs> Garcia from part one are fucking snorting shit up. May not have been a kilo, maybe partially an ounce. <laughs> All right, what about you, Nate? How do you, uh, how do you reflect on your uh, uh, your <laughs> Freddy's Revenge? In the words of a great poet, James Woods, <laughs> I will call this movie a victim of uh, pole smoking fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, you know what? Actually, I like this one. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Totally Is it because Mark it. Patton had you in his room and patted you down? I get to watch my fantasies. <laughs> he, had, he, had to, he had to see the dance live. Hey, no, I, I'm not kidding. I actually enjoyed this one. Even as a kid, uh, I really fucking thought this one was pretty fucking scary. Uh, the, the bus scene, the transformations, the killing a Robert Russler, the fucking tongue. I mean, just every, yeah, it broke a lot of fucking rules and it's not very competently made, but it's fun. It is a fun movie. And when you know the story with all this gay overtones and shit, it makes it funnier. So I'm going to give it a fucking pass. I, I like it. I gotcha. think it's funnier. But do you shit. agree with the 40% of a rotten tomato score that it has? I like it more than the original. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I, the originals doesn't hold up to me. This one I just watched and I laughed my fucking ass off at it. I thought it was hilarious. So, and then, you know, at Texas Frightmare getting to talk to Jack Shoulder and Shoulder and fucking uh Marshall Bell and Mark Patton. Uh, uh Mark Patton and Rob Russler, especially Rob Russler, he was fucking hilarious. Uh going to that panel and then going to their tables and actually talking with them, that was it was so fucking fun because I love this movie as a kid and then getting to talk to the people that I mean, Rob Russler from weird science. I mean, this guy was like a staple in the eighties for my childhood movies Definitely. and he was like the funniest fucking dude I've ever met when I fucking talked to him. He was telling me this story about him and fucking, uh, God damn it. Now I'm fucking forgetting his name. Uh, yeah, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> that guy. No, I, and like, the story. Jossa Garcia. No, he was like a fucking, uh, heartthrob eighties heartthrob that Rob Russler got to work with one time. Uh, that he did. Wow. I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Jeff Garcia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got, I got one fucking laugh. But, okay. But, but Jeff, Jeff was worried back in the day that, you know, Mexicans would be frowned upon. So yes. his name was fucking Dick Furt. Fart. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Dick Furt and Fart Snorter. <laughs> Dick Furt Snort Snort Beans. AKA. <laughs> AKA Justin Bush. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Aaron's, Aaron's stage name, Justin Bush. AKA Thigh Hair. So, <laughs> only when it's sweaty. So, uh, like, getting to meet him and fucking, like, we're taking a picture and he's like, hey, bro. I'm going to you. Know what's, you know what's funny during pictures? Have you ever been tallywhacked? And I, like, oh. grabbed my balls right as Sammy took the picture. <laughs> it was just like, so I ever have that picture in that story like where he's just like about to tell you what he kept, like, <laughs> reaching for my nuts I was like thank no, god it's no, not no. Mark Patton oh shit <laughs> like, but, really because he would have actually succeeded oh, he, put a, he put the Freddy claw to my throat and 
leaned me back. That wasn't the claw. I don't think it was. Leaned you back and worked you like a puppet. But it was great meeting these guys. Boy Georgia. I'm trying. I'm trying to wrap this up. Okay, 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 okay. We'll leave you alone. Go ahead, go ahead. So you're taking my thing. Knowing these guys and meeting them and fucking watching the movie, I I enjoy the shit of it. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a pass. I'm gonna give it also a probably a buy, slight buy, more of a rent. But gotcha. You Good are pass. slight by. <laughs> <laughs> I was his roommate for a little bit. Oh. Do you know my cross-dressing name, Ralph? Is it half snort? It's Natalie. <laughs> I thought it was Ellen. <laughs> it's small snort. <laughs> first first and last, Natalie. <laughs> you know, they call some people half pint. I'm half snort. <laughs> Jeff, what about you, I go, man? Um, <laughs> as I revisited it, I was really unaware of how, yeah, like I said, like when I watched it young, you kind of oh, totally overlooked the homoerotic stuff. You just, you, you grasp the idea that the guy can't be fully with the girl. Yes, because the guy was grasped. Yeah, no shit. Slightly by. <laughs> oh man. And that dancing is just so awkward. You can never get over it. Cause even when you're watching, you're just like cringing, like, oh, <laughs> it's like a bad talent. The booty sh- bump. It's like the worst talent show on earth. <laughs> like, Dude. what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, wrong song, John. <laughs> Those glasses. God, it's like it's like wow. It's like Napoleon Dynamite's retarded cousin. You know? It's like fucking shit. And that was all a, like a homage to risky business. Like, wow, you went just. You did not. <laughs> I was like, you just. You had the fucking movie on mute. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh but uh, yeah, reflecting on it now, later in 2017, <laughs> rewatching it for the fucking podcast. I, you know, it's not. Freddie's really strong in the film. the The story gaps really bother me. You know, I wish they would have really had better ties to the mythos. It had that lack that kind of like Season of Witch did, but it didn't have the wealth of coolness and originality that Season of Witch does have for the Halloween series. But all in all, I do give it a pass because, like era, like uh, Nathan said. When you watch the failures in part one, you kind of appreciate part two just for being what part two is. It's it is funny. It's almost like a mystery science theater thing without the fucking guys. For real. Like you don't even have to have the guys saying shit. Like the people on the cast are actually doing it. And you don't know how many people I've shown that dancing to and oh like just just watch their uncomfortability think, unfold in front think, of your eyes. I think I sent you guys like the like he's dan- it's like the dance, but he's dancing to like the theme song for like Friday Thirteen Part Three, the disco version. It's like it's like it's like wow, this thing is just infamous, and it is what it is. Uh, I'm glad we met everybody at TFW because it is like Nate said, it it holds a well a wealth of knowledge that you get to gain from the actors and people that were part of this fucking weird little nuance. Scott fucking Bale. That was the, that was the guy. There it is. It was a, I got it. What was it? Scott Bale. That's who fucking Rob Russler was telling me this. Oh yeah. About. about the muscle. Yeah. Shit. The, yeah the flexing. Scott Bale would always flex his arm real tough when fucking shaking peel's hand so and was rob like noticed this and was like all right and worked out, <laughs> worked out. he outworked and he, out and he got Bayo. bigger arms and fucking more tanner tan dan dan tanner tan. from he tanned something you got it dude <laughs> what <laughs> full house people oh. <laughs> uh, so i would give Never this uh <laughs> You know, as much as I'd like to give this a strong avoid, I would say definitely rent 
for me. And uh, as you know, Nate's by. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ralph, where do you see? <laughs> let's, let's go around the table, shall we? <laughs> I, go around you, the table. I think you already did. No, this movie would be definitely. I'm curious. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, Slide this... by curious? No, I'm curious <laughs> at what you guys think. No, this movie is definitely going to be a rent for me because, yes! yes, it is. It's all right, but I still. It's one of the weaker points in the in the franchise. Form. Liar! Like, Next. <laughs> as much as Aaron would love to sing a song from Rent right now, he's going to give Rent. His. <laughs> Rent. <laughs> from Cats. What do you think? Buy Rent or sell? Uh, uh, <laughs> buy Rent or sell? <laughs> Is this like a drug deal? Hey, but I got Freddy two for you. I got two pounds of two. <laughs> I got two pounds of Freddy two. What you want? Over a gram? I got two ounces of revenge. What you want, baby? What you got? What you got, man? You okay, got? I got see, I got these exploding hot dogs on the grill right now going down. You want some? Okay. <laughs> Are they popping? Are they popping? Pop right. it like it's hot, man. What Pop it think? like it's hot. What do you think, Chains? <laughs> Chains? That's Blaze, motherfucker. His name's Harry. <laughs> That's Blaze, motherfucker. He's no. growing out his beard. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It starts at the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, hurry up before they start again. Well, I'm checking my beard. Aaron! <laughs> Aaron, the final thoughts! <laughs> hurry before they before they catch their breath! No, he really was checking his beard. <laughs> it feels like an eight o'clock shadow. <laughs> oh, okay. If, if it comes in a box set, get it. Um, if you're bi curious, watch it oh or rent it. And uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Thank you. I need to go shave. <laughs> I'm gonna go trim this shit. Up. And from all of us to all of you, this was another great episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas, guys. Uh, please check us out at Facebook.com, uh, Deep in the Horror of Texas. You can always check us out on Twitter at DeepRTX. I'm fucking <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll be at TFW. So find us there. Uh, they got some cool people going, and we'll be there too, drinking heavily. And uh, so from all of us, keep it hairy. I mean, keep it scary. <laughs> this is Jeff. This is Nathan. This is Ralph. This is Aaron. Keep it scary, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary. Inside his head.
We've seen him do a good show. Good. Can we please stop coming now? No. <laughs>